Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sound of the Economy. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Today's episode is Sound of the Economy, brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance. That Jeremy Stutzman, no stranger to folks here in Goshen, even though he would like to hide every once in a while, I'm sure, elected to the city council in 2007, his first foray into uh, political life, re-elected in 2011, and then elected mayor in 2015, and re-elected in 2019. So his level of service uh, right now, pretty high. I think before we start talking economics, Jeremy, let me just catch up with a little bit personally. Six years in in the office, uh, does it feel like it sometimes? You know, some days it does feel like it's been six years. Some <laughs> days it feels like 15. Um, but I, I can tell you it's a job that definitely keeps you on your feet, and every day is just a little different. So mm-hmm. it's I, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing right now, and um, really appreciated uh, the opportunity the community's given me to to be part of the leadership team in this way. I so. know it's difficult to focus on just one thing, but if there was an overriding thing that you said, oh yeah, that's what I've learned in six years, what would that be? You know, I think I've tried to always be really upfront with everybody. Um, so if, if new information comes to me, whether it's city staff or the community, I try to share it immediately with at least what we're seeing at the time. Um, I've realized uh, the community doesn't always really want that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, people, people take it as this is an absolute. So, um, I've had to slow myself down a little bit when, on when we share things, but we, we definitely always have that, that emphasis of getting it out early. So everybody knows what's going on. We've chatted in several circles about this, um, on a number of different occasions. You know, I ask you your biggest accomplishment, your biggest challenge. Your answer is the same. Every time I ask you about your biggest accomplishment. Um, the inclusive part just is something that's that stays at the top of your list. Absolutely, absolutely. So when I first came in, that was one of the things I wanted to make sure Goshen had before I was done being mayor um, was a fully inclusive park. Uh, mentioned that to the Parks Department within the first couple of weeks. Uh, we, re- uh, we received some letters from some community members also shortly after that that were interested in seeing one. Um, but I was really happy to see within the first term we were able to get that built. And that was due to a lot of generosity with right here within the community is being able to raise that money that we needed to build that park. An awful lot of people stepped forward with time, talent, and treasure there. And uh, and just seeing the families. And I thought it was interesting that when you talked about it that, you know, we looked at the possibility for children and for others who have needs. But what a what a break it's been for the caregivers as well who take advantage of that. Absolutely, absolutely. We thought we were building this park for the kids. Um, and, you know, I was asked at one of the, the local clubs I was presenting to, um, what percentage of children do we think um, in our community need a park like this? And I said, I don't know how to answer that because I didn't know the percentage, but one child is enough to build it for me. Um, after that meeting, I had some um, people come up to me. One was a, a grandfather who's wheelchair-bound. And he made the comment um, while he was teary-eyed, telling me that he was so excited because he'd be able to go to the park with his grandkids. Um, so we, we realized quickly that this wasn't just a park for, for a few kids. It, it was a park for everybody. Well, a promise kept on your behalf and, and certainly something for the city. In terms of challenges, uh, you, could, you could list a dozen or more, but, but one of the biggest short-term challenges you had, 2018, 
the flood that hit a, a great part of Goshen and and just being able to recover from that was was a pretty big task. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I got to say, we've got a great team here in the city of Goshen. Um, they're always stepping up to do the right things during these emergency scenarios and um, working together as a team to make sure we're all talking and um, doing what we need to for the community. And then, you know, anytime we like the flood or anything we have, we, we had the big gas leak not too many, um, about a year and mm -hmm. a half ago. Um, all of those events, after we're done, we sit back down pretty, pretty quickly and say, hey, what could we have done better so that we're better prepared for the next time as well? So I think we got, got some good things and plans going in the city to help keep ahead of those emergency moments. And I think one of the positive threads that came out of 2018 is people who didn't already know you got a pretty good glimpse of who you are because they saw you in boots and overalls and, and mutters and everything else. So you didn't stand by in direct traffic. You got involved in flood recovery. That, yeah, I did. I had um, uh, got out there in the neighborhoods as, as I could and um, help, help carry stuff out of people's homes and help people get their, their items to their cars. Um, but that's, you know, that's what Goshen is. We all just step up and do what we need to at the time and um, you know, get, get our other work done at the same time as well. So as you, as you recover from that, you're thinking, okay, well, that's about as bad as it gets. And <laughs> along comes COVID. And it's been 18 months in your office where, whoa, uh, I'm glad you're there and not me. Mayor Kaufman was mayor of the city of Goshen for 19 and three quarter years, almost 20 years. And um, not too long ago, he told me, he goes, you've been through more in your first term than <laughs> I had in my 20 years. So yeah, there's, um, we don't, we don't ever, we, we just deal with each piece that comes at us and, and try to figure it out as we go. But we've definitely had some, some curveballs thrown in the last six years at Goshen. Well, that leads us to the sound of the economy, and certainly you can't talk about the economy in 2020, 2021, and looking forward to 2022 without factoring COVID in. Just how hard did COVID hit this economy, uh, both from a city standpoint and from a business standpoint? You know, it, COVID hitting the economy really kind of depends on which part of our economy you're talking about. Because, you know, for the RV industry, um, people started buying like crazy. They had to deal with a lot of a lot of issues within the um, within their their factories to keep moving, um, but they've been able to do that, and they've had record years. Uh, we have some small family-owned restaurants; a couple of them had to close. Um, so it really depends on what what section you're looking at. Downtown Goshen is you know there's a lot of mom and pop shops down here, locally owned owned stores, and um, there were a few that had to leave. Um, over the last uh, last year and a half, but um, most have survived and are rebuilding now. And and um, can't say that COVID hasn't hit the economy, um, but it, it's been a struggle for some. And I think it's hit more on the worker side of, mm -hmm. of the reality than the company side. Well, and it's not over yet. And that's Correct. one of the things I think in your office, it's especially important for folks to understand. You still have things you need to deal with. Absolutely. You know, and um, my staff and I, we really work hard. We listen to everything we can, um, we can find about COVID and what's going on. But end of the day, we really, really um, lean towards any of the, the medical professionals and what they're saying about COVID and know what we need to be doing. Um, and just try to leave the, the political side of the thing out and just, just deal with just the medical scientific side. So COVID relief money was a discussion at the end of the year, um, looking forward to 2022. You were pretty inclusive in gathering people to figure out uh, what we're going to do with those funds that come our way. What are some of the hot points or, or the, the, the bullet points of, of where we're going to focus that funding in 2022? 
That's a good question. And yeah, the city of Goshen received about 6.8 million. And to give you a little reference, um, Elkhart got a little over 18 million. South Bend got a little over 92 million. Mm. Um, so it's the, it was distributed, um, uh, through a di- couple different factors, but Goshen got 6.8 million. And, um, we're looking, we had several categories we could spend that money in, but what we're looking at doing is, is really boosting, um, nonprofits that have, have been in, um, out there serving the public the entire time and may not have the, the income level they, um, uh, need at this point cause, uh, donations were down. Uh, mental health. We want to put quite a bit of money into mental health in our area, and we're working with um, getting meetings set up, to talk with Oaklawn and and other others in the area that mm-hmm. would really be able to help guide that. Um, we're also working with um, some homeless pieces, um, seeing whatever we can add uh, to the homeless over the next three years to really try and um, make sure everybody knows what services are out there, um, how how we can do better outreach and really stay connected better with that population of our residents. And then um, the the majority of that money we're going to put into our utility department. Um, we're allowed to do water sewer projects with that money because during a pandemic you need clean water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you always need clean water. Um, so we're putting about five point one million dollars of the six point eight into um, utility projects. One of the reasons we picked utilities um, is every dollar we spend there is money that we don't have to raise rates for to be able to do a project. So we saw that as a service and a, and a um, help to the entire community. Um, it may seem like we're putting much more into utilities than the others, and we are, but the, the other amounts that we've laid out for those other services, we looked at what can we realistically build and spend in three years, which is the federal um, deadline for mm-hmm. spending this money, what can we realistically use in that area? And so we built those areas ba- based off what we can, we believe we can get spent in that time period. Well, and it sounds like a good balance, Jeremy, between what short-term projects can have impact and what longer-term projects over three years can have impact as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're, we're working hard uh, to make sure we implement this money. You know, we got this infrastructure money coming now, too. Mm-hmm. It's great. There's, there's a lot of money that's been coming out um, for communities to do a lot of projects. Um, uh, with the infrastructure dollars, I've been really encouraging our federal officials as this moves forward mm-hmm. to make sure that they give us plenty of time to spend it. Um, cause there's only so many subcontractors out there and contractors that are doing roads and streets and all that. Um, and then there's a reality that we got a lot going in the city anymore and I can't overtax my staff. So, um, we're hoping that we'll be able to utilize that money as best possible for our community. Well, and reports say that there could be as much as $8 billion coming to Indiana. Um, no details yet on how that's going to be distributed as far as the county and cities and et cetera are concerned. But do you have a wish list, some things that if we're fortunate enough to get some of those infrastructure dollars, you can say, oh, yeah, we're going right here. So I, I can tell you, we've been working to get around the community when you're talking about just roads, mm-hmm. sidewalks, getting those the worst of the worst taken care of, but also um, getting to the ones that are just starting to deteriorate so that we don't lose them completely before. Um, so, we, you know, have to spend less money to keep mm-hmm. them up. Um, but we just at Board of Works today passed our, our asphalt management plan. And in that plan, um, to get the roads to where we'd like them, this isn't perfect, but to where we'd like them, we need $47 million today. Um, typically the city of Goshen has $500,000 for paving a year. So we've been pushing that number as much as we can over the last few years, which is why we've gotten so much done. 
but um yeah so i i'd take any dime i can get out of that pile to, <laughs> to help upgrade our streets well, our sidewalks and keep things moving it's a great opportunity to play catch up uh, yeah because like yeah. you said five hundred thousand dollars on a when you need millions uh, mm-hmm. in order to be able to do something that and, that would be a bonus yeah and then the timing of all this you know the county's going to get some money we're going to get some money and the state's going to have money mm-hmm. which means you got county state and um city projects happening in a community and trying to You've seen that in the past with just College Avenue here, mm-hmm. trying to organize our projects so that we've got good alternative routes while something is shut down. Um, that's becoming harder and harder because everybody's working so hard to spend the money before deadlines and get these projects done. So we, we always work hard to make sure we're doing these projects as efficiently as possible, but it takes one subcontractor getting behind in schedule, and that's a domino effect not only in Goshen but in other communities as well. So as we move into 2022, uh, what, the, the city looks strong in terms of your budgeting process and, and what we've got going as a tax base, et cetera. As you look at the, the business conversation that you've had with our leaders and, and when you see what's out there, uh, how, do, how, how does the economy look for Goshen in 2022? You know, it's, it's looking, it's looking good. Um, we are seeing everybody rebuilding um, that, that had issues. Uh, we're seeing the, the RV industry to continue strong. Um, so I, I think it's looking, looking good from everything I've been talking about and working with people on, um, you know, but we do have concerns about, um, uh, there's a great, great thing with the minimum wages all coming up. That's, that's really good for our population and paying people more. Um, but the reality of what that's going to turn around and do to prices in the future is something that we're watching. Um, you know, for the parks department, we used to be one of the better summertime jobs. Um, but then all the fast food joints started uh, raising their rates recently. So mm-hmm. the city followed suit and we bumped them up and, and it's a good thing because we are paying people more. It's a, it's a higher quality of living. Um, but figuring that in the budgets is, is the tough part. Probably one of the biggest economic challenges we have right now, housing. And I know that's been at the top of your discussion list for some time. Yeah, we're working, working really hard on housing and trying to figure out how do we get back to the day where we have developers building major projects. Um, and, you know, 2008, 2009 scared a lot of people, rightfully so. Um, a long time ago, you know, cities used to step up and do all the infrastructure for a housing project and then sell the lots. Um, cities, money, the money for cities got pretty tight. Um, so developers kind of started taking on that piece, maybe sometimes with some reimbursements from the city over time. Um, so we're trying to figure out, do we kind of, do we have to swing back a little bit the other way and put some more money up to really help a big housing development get going? Um, cause we can use everything from apartments to affordable to housing, you know, uh, single family homes. So it's, it's quite a bit of homes we need. And it means being creative in looking for the solutions, things that uh, may be a bit, uh, I hate the phrase, but it's the only one I can think of right now out of the box. Uh, and which means that sometimes you're going to have people standing on the sidelines going, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get creative, trying to look for opportunities where we can participate. Um, but also want to make sure that we, we're doing this, uh, anything we do, whether it's uh, tax, tax phase-ins for businesses or working to figure out um, um, getting money towards housing projects, um, you want to do those in a sense that, that you can stay consistent throughout time. Um, so just because we're helping with a, a housing project now, um, we may not want to do that if, it's, if homes are being built in, in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in excess in the future. But, um, so we've got a market that we need homes now, so we're going to participate in this area. There's going to come a time where we need to throw more money into business attraction, so we'll, we'll do that then. And that's the consistency, is looking at what time you're, you're in and what your need is, and appropriately moving the money around. 
One question that always comes up year after year, um, it's a challenge for people who are in office like yourself. It's a challenge for people in business, but economic diversity. You know, everybody looks at how dependent we are on one or two different industries and go, oh, we need to diversify. But as you found in your six years in office, that's not as simple a solution as it sounds. When, yeah, when, since I've been at the table with a lot of these conversations over the last six years, I've learned there's a reason these conversations have been happening for the last 50 years. Um, when, when your economy is doing really well and businesses have the money to expand and, and go to a new community, which would help us diversify, when the economy is going really well, your, your workforce is very low. There's a really low unemployment rate. So they don't want to move here because they won't have any staff. When the economy is low and you got the staffing, they don't want to move here because they don't have the money. So it's, it's a real tricky thing um, to really diversify your economy. But we're always w- working at it. And I think one thing, we do have very heavy RV industry here. But if you look around our community, in the downtown area and just throughout Goshen, you'll see just an enormous amount of startup businesses, um, entrepreneurs, and um, family-owned businesses. So those are helping us with that diversity piece. Well, I know this from experience. You still have a lot more people calling you, I mean, fellow mayors and other city and county officials. You have a lot more people calling you saying, how do you do this? Then you have to call others and say, how do we get this done? Uh, Goshen still remains a model for much of the rest of Indiana. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're definitely on the map, and I do um, go around the um, state quite a bit um, talking about our downtown, talking about our industry, and also talking about all our, our efforts within the, the realm of green well, <laughs> environment. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's, and we probably should uh, toss this in before we say goodbye is, is that you've added that element, um, you and your administration in cooperation with the city council, you've added that element that as we grow and as we look at the economy, the environment, climate change, green, if you will, is an important part of that equation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's an essential part of the, the, the equation. I think we all need to be thinking about it. Um, and I always encourage everybody, let's get past the, the climate change discussion, whether you believe in that or not. That, you know, um, uh, I think that the important thing is no matter who you are or what you believe, a green project, that the, the uh, technology that's out there, the stuff we can do can save us all money. And that's something we can all get behind is the savings we'll see over time. So, um, you know, I'm encouraging everybody to get on board and do what you can. Uh, we can't all be putting in solar panels and, and buying electric cars and all that, but we can all do our piece. We can all recycle. You know, we can, we can think about a more fuel-efficient car, but you don't have to do everything. Just do something. Well, 2021 has been a year of recovery for the local economy, and hopefully 2022 will be an opportunity to grow. Mayor, we appreciate the the work that you've done. Thanks for stopping by for Sound of the Economy. Thank you, Vince. Have a good day. Our thanks to Mayor Jeremy Stutzman. Sound of the Economy brought to you in part by Everance and is a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us.